Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I just had the news that... <laughs> Sorry, cat. So, yeah, yeah. The F1 entry list for 2024 has been dropped, and I don't really care about the AlphaTauri name still being there. Because we all know it's not a done deal yet, they seem to be dragging it out for some reason. So for now, I'm still going to call it Insert Your Name Here, Racing Bulls, Insert Your Name Here. This is a cool spot. But this is not the issue that I have with this entry list. It's this thing. This. This is terrible. The Steak F1 Team Kick Sauber Team. <laughs> with a name like that, they should kick Sauber. The only positive I really can see from this is that we're going to be having a lime green and black livery, but with Monster now partnering up with McLaren, I could easily see some papaya and lime green. But with this, uh, lime green could mean uh, something else. Okay, Sauber has been known for standing aside in the past and letting other entities take over the naming rights, since Sauber are really more well known for their engineering efforts, and that's what they've been able to do quite well for the last few decades in many other disciplines, including sports cars, where Michael Schumacher established himself as a rising talent in the late 80s and early 90s. This isn't the first time that Sauber has done this, but their partners in the past have been more, you know, relevant to the automotive world. We had the likes of the BMW Sauber days, where they had, without question, their biggest run of success in their entire history, as well as legitimacy. Having the backing of BMW, being able to pilfer the BMW engines and the name from Williams, which was a fairly successful partnership as well, that was a pretty big deal. They gave Nick Heidfeld glorious purpose, and they managed to bag their only win in the team's 30-year history, thanks to Robert Kubica. I still find it a shame that we were denied the Robert Kubica championship title hunt in the early 2010s due to his accident. It was just such a shame. He's a really rising talent as well. But hey, good for him now finding a niche in the world of world endurance. He's doing really well there, and I couldn't be happier for the guy. And Alfa Romeo, they were a nice little collaboration, and it kind of made sense thanks to the Ferrari connection still, and the Italian association that the team has had for quite a long time. They were the de facto Ferrari B team for a very long time in the late 90s and early 2000s. They had the hand-me-down Ferrari engines. So this isn't the first time that Sauber has relied on other entities to fund them, give them some investment, some infrastructure, some engines as well. That's perfectly fine, and it is part of their history. And not to mention, Sauber were involved in getting Mercedes on the Formula 1 grid in terms of engines. That Sauber car back in the day, they had concept by Mercedes. They were the only team willing to give that engine manufacturer a chance. And let's just say it worked out better than Lamborghini's efforts in this field. My goodness, this is just such a really big low point in their entire history. They had such glorious collaborations with automakers. They are well known for being really good at what they do, despite their minimal resources. And the Hinville effort? They collaborate with Audi already with their wind tunnel. But this is just such a low point. I understood that times were tough and Alfa Romeo leaving would leave a huge dent in their wallet, but I didn't realise it was this bad that they would have to rely on stake F one team kick Sauber. My 
God, I don't even care about Aston Martin changing its name. That's old news. The fact that Cognizant is gone and now Aramco has signed up to be the exclusive name rights holder for five years. I don't really care about that because at least Aramco begins with an A. Aston Martin or Aramco, it has a nice flow to it. Despite what Aramco flows out of the ground every other day is a little bit dubious in this current climate. But stay careful on ticket. Oh my God. And do you know what the really funny thing is? Is that it implies that it's going to be called the Stake F1 team. And that name, you can't really run that in certain countries. You've got a company who has the lead naming rights where at the US races, the Australian, Belgian, Italian, Spanish and Dutch GPs, you can't even use that name because it's either unavailable, the service, or completely and utterly forbidden. So what are they going to do? Rely on the kick nomenclature entirely? Just call it the kick F1 team, Salba? Or are they just going to rename it cleverly to the stake F1 team? Sorry if I made you hungry, by the way. I thought the whole thing about the insert your name here, Racing Bulls, insert your name here, this is a cool spot thing was bad. But at least with Racing Bulls, it's kind of clever, even though it's completely corporate. And it's just the idea of if it's Adidas, for example, Adidas can just claim it's their own team just because of the convenience of the name. With Steak F1 team, people are just going to get confused. They're just going to think, oh, it's just called Steak, not Salba, because it's Steak F1 team kick. Salba. People are not going to say that entire name because people just don't do that. It's just either going to call it Salba or Steak. It completely makes the MoneyGram Haas F1 team moniker look positively poetic. And the real annoying part of this is, is that we really got our hopes up the other day when the team representative whose name I can't remember and I can't be bothered to remember just said that we were going to be having a really surprising name change coming out when the entry list from the FIA gets dropped. And we were all thinking, oh, OK, all right, a little bit of a surprise, eh? Maybe a nice little nod after 30 years of competition from Sauber. Maybe a nice little partnership with the likes of classic partners like... Petronas, maybe? Considering that Mercedes are losing sponsors left, right and centre right now, again, that monster deal to McLaren, that's a big deal. They might have gotten Petronas back, considering that they were long-term partners and got Petronas, the Malaysian company, into Formula 1 in the first place. Maybe it might have gone back even further in the history. The likes of Tissot or Tissot, the Swiss watchmaker, one of their first big sponsors. But no, the only surprise is, is that I can't unsee this now. I thought it would have been a nice little nostalgic nod to the team before it bows out of Formula One entirely and becomes Audi wholesale. Even though the Sauber Group are going to be holding in a minority stake of the team, their name will be completely gone. And the guy even said that it would be a different name. It's not a different name. It's still got stick in it, just on the other end of it. That was a completely not a lie, Mr. Mr. I don't remember your name. Uh, what did you have to say then? Uh, okay. Ahem. <laughs> Saber has always been about innovation, breaking the mold and defying convention. The partnership with Kick.com is the latest and boldest display of the philosophy that drives us. Kick.com is redefining the way live streaming is done and they will adopt the same disruptive approach in the world of Formula One. That's just marketing bump wholesale, without a doubt. I understand what Kick.com does. It's basically a streaming service which is user-centric at the moment. Its 95.5 approach in terms of ad revenue is very enticing, considering that I am a creator and I am all about learning what ad revenue is all about, the analytics side of things, the revenue split that we have with YouTube. I get that, that people really want to have a little bit more slice of the pie. But 
this is something I don't find really sustainable in the long run. And I just feel like that this entire spiel is complete and utter bump. What I think this is all about is that this is straight up a backup plan in case Audi gets cold feet for the last time and decides to go, you know what, um, we're just going to go somewhere else. Yeah, we, we don't want to pay for this anymore. In case they have buyer's remorse, Audi, because... It's really, really suspicious and really weird that Audi's not been championing this involvement in Formula One at all since he had that big reveal with Stefano Domenicali, the Audi demo car that we saw in F1, the Audi colours. The only reason Audi got some recognition is because Automotor and Sport, when they did their 2026 F1 concept design, used the Audi livery because... Well, it's German. Of course they would have used it because it's a German team. If the Audi board decide that, you know what, we're not going to do this. This is just a case of financial support because Audi might just decide not to get involved. It's contingencies that the team may stay afloat in case Audi decides to go completely cold turkey and completely removes themselves from the Formula One situation at the 11th hour. Much like how Porsche erased itself from the Red Bull narrative because of the 11th hour, Christian Horner didn't like the power dynamic that would have unfolded. He would have lost control. And in this world where Dietrich Mateschitz isn't around, Christian Horner is all about shoring up his legacy and making sure that the Red Bull F1 team involvement and its relationship with AlphaTauri or whatever it's going to be called, being more like a customer team rather than a sister team or junior team. They're making sure that that outfit makes a lot of money for Red Bull and many other investors. This is just the same thing going for Salva. Audi's been really, really jittery, even though they insist that they are still going to be part of the sport. And it's really, really concerning because they're not going to get involved at all until 2026. There's not even going to be an Audi logo on the Salva car. No, sorry, the stake Formula One car. They're not staking a claim at all on that livery because... In their own words, they don't want to dilute the brand before they come in and make a big impact in 2026. Well, you already made a big song and dance about it a couple of years ago with that show car, so I think maybe you shouldn't have gone that grandiose, but maybe a little bit more than General Motors' involvement being confirmed and then Formula One completely ignoring it because, hey, they don't like Andretti and General Motors, the Formula One group. But either way, I just feel like this is just a case of hey, let's just make sure we've got money in case Audi pulls the plug at the 11th hour without us knowing and then we've been completely left on our bums. And then they're not even releasing the car at the Hinville base like all the previous entries. They're doing it in the UK for some reason. I'm not really quite sure about why. If anyone can enlighten me as to why they're doing it in the UK, leave it in the comments. But seriously, this name is probably one of the worst names I've seen in a long time, if not ever. At least many other weird names that can be attributed to either the team principal or it's some kind of spiritual connection to a location. And why can't we just have names like Minardi, named after the guy who founded it? And it just sounds so right. Andrea Moda, even though that team was absolutely horrible and shouldn't have been in Formula One, it still sounded nice. Andrea Moda. Even Salva has some nice connections to Central European motorsport. But no, we've just got Steak F1 team. Kick. Salva. And <laughs> Kick.com's even bought the naming rights to the car. It's the Kick Salba C44. Really? Really? You're buying naming rights to cars now. And I understand that you might be calling me a hypocrite by going, oh, well, Red Bull did the same thing. They're a drinks manufacturer and they did that too. Well, the thing about with Red Bull is that when they came into the sport, yeah, they did get derided. They did get their fair share of controversy and people going like, Really? A company like that? Why are they tarnishing Formula One? Well, 
they soon shut people up with their success. And also Red Bull does have some legitimacy in extreme sports and has done for many decades now. I first found out about Red Bull in the game Wipeout, and I didn't really think much of it at the time, but now I look back at it, 1995, you had Red Bull, the logo there, I thought it was just a made-up brand, and then I found out, no, uh, that was a product placement. I've still never had a Red Bull before. What's going to happen with Alfa Romeo then? Are they still going to be involved in Formula One? Well, they were about to. There were many rumours going around that they were going to be partnering up with Haas, and that we could have had Alfa Romeo, MoneyGram, Haas F1 team. It would have been a bit of a mouthful, but at least it would have been... Well, not offensive, but reportedly talks broke down at the 11th hour and then Alfa Romeo is not being involved in Formula One at all. And they're now talking about collaborating with other teams in different categories with a more wholesome and more collaborative effort instead of just being a naming rights exercise, which they claimed the entire Salva Alfa Romeo deal was all about. It was just a naming thing, which they sort of had a point about because Alfa Romeo were just there for the livery and the branding and just hocking their cars. But hey, if they've been able to learn some things and whatever they choose to do is a little bit more, you know, intrinsic and involved, actual Alfa Romeo engineering, well, that'd be nice. Look, I get it. Salva need to do whatever they can to survive for the next two years because Audi is not pumping money into that operation at all. They are staying as far away as possible until their time is ready. And right now, it's not likely that Audi's going to come in and give them a lot of cash because I've not heard anything about Audi contributing anything in terms of proper investment or personnel. It's very, very hands-off at the moment. So I'm guessing that Salba, they're aware that, yeah, we've got to find the money ourselves and they've already got a partnership with stake. Why don't we just enhance that by bringing their name from the back to the front? And then because we're indecisive, Let's just put kick in there as well. <laughs> I just still find it really, really backwards that we've got a brand whose name can't be used in many, many territories. And yes, of course, there's also Marlborough back in the day, because of course that kind of advertising was banned in many other countries. They were in the Ferrari team entry name. Well, that was right at the end. So you could completely ignore that if you really wanted to. You could just call it Scuderia Ferrari. With the Sauber thing with steak at the front, you can't ignore that. It's just... It's just so loud and really, ugh, I don't know what's going on with that team. 